There's like one. There's like one. Because some two is make everything better <laughs> all the time. Welcome to Embracing the Wild. I'm Abby Pagoon. And I'm Audra Wadley. And this is where we just giggle and make fun of dog toys. Like, dog toys. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't like the squeaker squeaker ones. They they are annoying. Annoying. Oh, we should probably ship that. Ta-da! Hey, now you can hear both of us without it feeling like I'm reaching around to the other side. Yeah, I know we're reaching around to the other side. The spiritual side? I don't know. Or, I'm, I'm always one foot in both worlds. Okay. Because I was just imagining one of those mirror portals. Like, <laughs> like, do you know the... Um, you know how like they have those shows where like they tried to do it like in the it was like in the nineties or the two thousand early two thousands where they thought they would try and do it like someone walked into the mirror and it like crossed over to a different land like yeah. and you would like they go through a wall or they go through like a thing and then like we go back now and watch it so and cheesy. you're like yeah that's not a thing <laughs> like, like, like you're like yeah they can't really touch the glass and push through it. And like yeah. yeah, and they're just like um, and then like but they and then the actors and actresses did it so like methodically that they just like were like ooh and tried to like gracefully do it like as if they were wearing a ball gown while they were walking through the mirror. I just thought that was hilarious. Like it was a sheet of water or something. Hi, Nui. Hey, do you have anything to say to the audience? It's hot. It's hot. It's hot. I was like, and it's relatively cool today compared to what it has been, so. Yeah, but the humidity has I, sucked balls. I know. So, like, seriously, it's just not been fun. It's been, it's been hot and humid. I laughed because I was on a conference call yesterday with um, one of my coaches up in Canada, and uh, <laughs> she's sitting there in a sweatshirt hoodie because they're having a cold front, and I'm like... Yeah, we had a cold front too, and it's still a high of eighty. <laughs> yeah, it's a different kind of cold front. I was gonna say up there when it's eighty, they're like, "Oh my god, it's so hot!" And we're like, "Oh yeah, it's just humid today." Well, I was talking with um one of my one of my people earlier this morning because, like, I, a podcast I listened to actually was talking about with all the influx of people moving to Texas. That it's a possibility that we'll have power outages this summer because of trying the power grid is like definitely not prepared to handle such a mass load. And so then she was reflecting back to when they had rolling outages. I don't know how they used to do in like LA and stuff. Like in the summertime, they would do rolling power outages to conserve. Um, like they'd do three out, two out, like. Yeah, but the difference in LA and here is like LA is always sunny and 70. Right. I, you know, here it's like, no, you don't understand. I'm going to die. Yeah, it's like 106 in the shade. Which still feels like 115. If you turn your AC off for an hour, it jumps up to, you know, 78, 82. And then you're trying to get it back down as soon as the AC comes back on. It makes more of a problem than if you just kept it. Well, can you, the thing that drives me crazy is that I never realized, like, Okay, you turn your car off. You're sitting in the car, and then you can feel it as the car starts to heat up. In Texas, you almost can't breathe within a minute. 
one minute in the car, you're like, you're almost suffocating and passing out because it, it, it's so uncomfortable to breathe in the heat, like, cause mm-hmm. it does it so quickly. And then last year, like I had a massage table in my truck that literally peeled itself. Every single leather item, like, or, you know, even my, uh, Lululemon strap that was a leather like coated strap peeled off completely. I have been, I've had blue flakes on me for weeks because the strap and finally I was like why do I why do I leave the padding on there I'll just take the strap off and then it's fine but it was like I mean I had so much sun damage just from the heat blazing on top of the car I mean it was just insane and there's really not much you can do about it but like to when we were talking about the possibilities of even having power outages over the summer I was like yeah yeah I don't I I like I'd rather have the power outages in winter and then she... At least you can, like, build a fire and... Right, you can build a fire and build, build a tent. Like, my husband totally would build, be, like, be MacGyver and build all... The, like, he would basically make us a hot box in our house, I'm sure. <laughs> and somehow make sure that we were entertained and doing all the things. But the other thing, too, is, like, in Chicago, if you... Like, we would have huge, like, winter storms and occasionally you might lose power. Well... Guess what? It doesn't matter if it's four or six hours. You take all your shit out of the refrigerator and you throw it in the yard where the snow is. And then you have an automatic fridge right there. So, like, as soon as we had power, like, when there was power outages, my first thing is, oh, go take your food and go stick it outside. And people here were like, we what? Like, how? You can do that. And it was like, yeah, I know you guys don't see snow a lot, but like, like, (laughs) (laughs) take the little snow that we have and build yourself a little mini fridge. Yeah. Yeah, that's not a concept here. Uh-uh. <laughs> it was not. Apparently, I was, like, I was not. Were like, wait, what? You can do that? Apparently, yes. okay. I did not get to inform them in time, and they actually threw out their entire fridge of food, and it like, cost them a good $1,200 to, oh yeah, it was bad. They had just gone grocery shopping, too. Like, they had just oh, wow. gone grocery shopping, and then they had to throw out everything. It was bad. It was really bad. And I felt terrible because I was I didn't get to tell them that tip yeah. until after. Because it's not like you're texting everybody 20 times yeah. a day. It's 30 degrees outside. Just go put it outside. Right. But then here my client, she completely disagrees. And she's like, I'd rather be overheated because at least I can get in the water and I can fan myself off and I can do all those things. And I'm like, Must okay. Nice to have a pool. Well, yeah. Well, and my my whole thing is, well, actually, it's not always the case because you turn the water on and it's so hot that the water's warm. So you're not actually cooling down. Yeah. It's more like, yeah, it's more like coffee on its way to cold. Right. (laughs) So it's like, you're not actually more, you're not cooling yourself down. And if the fridge isn't working, then you can't, one, you're losing your food and then you're losing that. And I said, but then I brought up the point of, Hey, if I like, if I'm going to go out, Right. If I'm done with my human experience and I'm going to go out, do I want to go out cold or do I want to go out hot? I choose hot. Mm. Because heat makes you sleepy. Yeah. And then you drowsy, like you get drowsy. So then you don't know what the fuck's happening. So it didn't matter. Sure. But yeah, but you know, if if it's inside and it's hot inside, it's just miserable. You cannot do anything. If the air's moving, like if there's a breeze and you're sitting outside, okay, fine. But if you're going to die, like you're going to die that way, would you rather go with bitter, chilly hands where you felt them go raw and numb and they're painful and shivering and like, and you know you're dying because you're freezing to death and it's a longer process? Or would you rather just pass the fuck out and be like, oops, done? 
I, yeah. He, he, I think I'd rather be hot. I would too. And I'm like, how much clothes can you take off? <laughs> There's hot or die and naked. <laughs> they just, and then like the article says, we peeled her body off the floor, the the kitchen tile to which it was cooler. We think she was trying to regulate her body temperature. Yeah. Well, you know, I, it, years ago I had thyroid issues and I was on thyroid medication and the electricity or actually just the AC went out in my house. Still had electricity, but I had no AC. And I'm telling you, it was the most miserable experiences. I literally... During the summer? During the summer. Ew. Yeah. And I, I literally packed a bag and went and slept on the floor in my office. Oh, my God. <laughs> I showered at the gym across the street because I was just like... I'm so miserable. I was like, I just can't be home. It was that bad. This is when you sign up for a gym membership. Yeah. And then you, like, somehow make the gym your home without anybody knowing it's your home temporarily. Yeah. So it's like, you have the key lockers. You basically bring all your shit. You don't have to worry about it because, like, oh, where'd the, the key go? The problem is the sleeping part of that. I mean, the rest of it works. But well, like I said, Lifetime, like, ha- okay, Lifetime has little private changing sections. Mm. So you could technically go and sit on the bench and just, like, cash out again. I mean, you just have to learn how to sit upright. <laughs> but at the same time... You could just go and like cash out in the corner. Sleep in the gym. Yeah. <laughs> Sleep in the gym. I mean, it's the homeless new way. Yeah. Right. Like oh, you have all the, you have all the things. You have the shower, you have the amenities. Mm-hmm. You can somehow make yourself still seem like you're, you're not homeless because you can clean yourself up and you're always like do whatever. But I was like, that is the plan for, especially with inflation. If you had problems Join a gym. I was going to say, that's actually really, you know, I, I know a person who is homeless um, by choice, actually. I, that's a new wave and, now. Um, I, you know, really, that would actually be a really smart plan because it's like he can come up with $10 a month. Correct. For, you know, some of those little gyms that are just, you know, they're 24-hour gyms. Right. But, you know, for $10 a month, he could go get a shower and... Get he out could, of the elements here and there. Well, and, and they could still work. They could, I mean, if you, I mean, really it's like, okay, if you choose a homeless living lifestyle, uh, with no judgments to that whatsoever, cause yeah. it's a huge new popular wave. Like p- kids don't want to be on the grid. They don't want to be tracked. They don't want the responsibilities of it's like, a tough living, it's yeah. a tough living, but they, I mean, that's like the new, God, I hope it's not a trend. It, it actually, <laughs> it's starting to be a trend and act like we, I'm I'm shocked kind of by it, but you know, like my, on one of Rudy's, um, nights of being a prickly pear and, um, (laughs) and having a, having to need some time to de-prickle the pear, he basically, of course, you know, I'm like, okay, your husband's mad. He's like, he needs to take a drive, needs to take like, you know, just do what he needs to do, whatever. Fine. Well, then, of course, you know, I'm not really knowing, like, hey, where did he go or whatever because, you know, like he needs his space or not, whatnot. So then I go and I look up, like, you know, I see on our bank account that was, like, $50 charged to, like, chilies or something like that. And I'm like, what the fuck is he – who is he eating with the chilies? Like, that's yeah. like, like my first thing He's is – supposed to be sulking somewhere yeah. all by himself. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like, it, like, or I'm sitting there, is he just drinking at the bar? Like, what's happening? And that's that's not, like, of his nature. But, you know, when people are upset, you're always kind of curious on what they do or whatever. No, apparently 
he had driven past on a cold night. There's a homeless guy. And like when he did a second pass, like he had driven down, had passed the guy. But then when he came back around, he passed the homeless guy and he goes, hey, you want to go get some food? And the, and the guy's like, well, I'm gluten free. And he's like, I am too. Let's go. Like, so he literally took a homeless man to dinner. And it was like Applebee's or Chili's or something like that. But, yeah. you know, like, so here I'm like seeing a $50 charge. Like, who the fuck is my husband taking? And it's like, nope, he took a homeless man to dinner. And then they just sat and ate. And then, like, he tells me about him. And no, he likes to pick up side jobs of like Mr. Fix It things just so that he can do that. And then Rudy, you know, of course, is like, oh, do you need a not like a full time job or like what's the issue? And he's like, no, 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 this is just how I do. Yeah. And it, it's just, how it was yeah i yeah I, I i part of me goes yeah that would be nice no responsibilities just pick up random jobs here and there and then there's another part of me that's like no i really like the permanence of a place to call home right you're like my space yeah yeah where i can leave all of my crap and not worry about for the most part, worry about anybody well, trying I mean, to take it. Just alone, where the hell will we put our books? Yeah, right. <laughs> like I'd have to leave those behind. That's my thing. <laughs> that like I wouldn't be able to do that because you know I like to read and I like to do those things. And well, I like having them as references, even if I don't like sit down and read them front to back. <laughs> right. Well, and I like and I like our dogs. Like I don't. I would not be able to do that because I like. I want to be able to provide a nice environment for my dogs and. Oh, there's homeless Kids people with dogs. Stuff. You see them all over. I know. I know. And I actually, about a week ago, there was a guy that was out in front of the gas station. I had to drive to Oklahoma City to pick up Leo and Rudy because, you know, of course, the flight gets canceled from Frontier, who sucks balls, by the way. <laughs> major, major balls. And I'm telling you, like, hey, here we got great cheap, like, tickets for her thing at the right timing because it's the only airline that was flying in at a time where it got her in ahead of time. But then what ends up happening is they end up having to pay a fortune for freaking carry-ons. So what they didn't even get a person a carry-on. They charge for each of the bags. So it's like, okay, yay, we got round-trip tickets for $155, but joke's on you because we got $200 in baggage fees there and back. It was like insane. Yeah. So, but like, I, I can't. I can charge so little. Exactly. And then even worse is you're sitting there and like they end up canceling their flight on the way. This was the first time that they did not have a code with the reason. They didn't blame it on. It wasn't weather. It wasn't an aircraft issue. It wasn't anything. And apparently every single flight that night flew out, not just from other airlines, but also from Frontier that went to Dallas and they still canceled the flight. And then, of course, they, you know, they're like, oh, we can get you to Oklahoma City. Well, that's great, but I live in Dallas, and Oklahoma City's three hours away. And so, I mean, at least they got him there, and I like, got to drive. But when we, when Kai and I had to drive the three hours to pick him up, we stopped at this one place for gas. Like, he needed to go to the bathroom. So it was just, you know, just divine moment of, hey, Kai's got to go bathroom. Hey, mom, we need to pull over because, you know, he's a six-year-old little boy. Who knows how long he can hold it for? And then <laughs> I just got, like, stop. And then there's a homeless guy with a dog. And I'm like, oh, my God. And I don't like, like, giving money. Yeah, I yeah. prefer to give, like, food. food. Right. So yeah. we went inside and, um, like, Kai goes to the bathroom. I went to the bathroom. And then as we're leaving, 
I literally just went to the hot dog thing and got two hot dogs, like one for each of them, and then just came out and handed it to them and like left. I I think the dog rejected the hot dog though. <laughs> the dog's he, like, I'm not he, that. he was a very fancy, yeah, fancy homeless dog. Yeah, I'm not eating that. <laughs> I wouldn't blame him. There wasn't anything else that was cleaner. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, because right. then they had the breaded ones, and then the grease would upset his stomach. You know, like it's just. And then all the other stuff was just like, it wasn't one of those types of gas station. I was like, that yeah. was the best that I could get. Yeah. But it was very interesting. You, you don't know how many times, though, like, you know, when I've, I've been places all over the world where there are people, you know, homeless or not, right? Mm-hmm. Sitting on the corner begging for money. Right. And if you ask them, are you hungry? Most of them will say no. Or at least most of the ones that, yeah, that I come across. Yeah. They're not hungry. No. You know, they're not starving. They're not, you know, dejected or whatever. No. You know, they're just sitting there asking for money. Yeah. Because they probably make more money doing that than they did if they went and got a minimum wage job. Well, panhandling was like on the wave a couple years back. Like, was it four or five years ago? People, they were doing, um, some of the, like, the news stations were doing articles on, like, panhandlers. Mm-hmm. And, like, how much they're averaging a year um, like just by going and panhandling versus in like sitting on the street and like, and how, like some of them, not to say that this isn't every single one of them, but really, really the more point of here I get up in the morning, they actually aren't homeless. Then they go to look like they're homeless and then they just panhandle for the day and then they leave and then they like even start groups. So they hit certain stations at certain times mm-hmm. or whatever. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a guy, you know, that I, like I said, I know of because of the person I know who's homeless, um, that he literally, he has two shifts. He works two hours in the morning at rush hour and two hours in the evening at rush hour. Wow. Five days a week. Okay. And he makes probably as much as I do. Oh my God. <laughs> and I'm just like, that is sick and wrong. I just can't. And I just need to make more money. <laughs> Right, right, and you know, I don't, I don't know if he has a place that he goes home to, or if he sleeps in the creek with, you know, or on the creek bed with, with other people. But what? But that's my point: is what would you do with all that? Like you were, if you're making bringing in three to five thousand dollars a month panhandling, yeah. Where? What would you do with the money if you don't have a place to go home and play rent to? Do you get what I'm saying? Like that doesn't make sense to me. What's the money for then? Right. Like, what, what are we doing? Are we saving up for a car or a bus or, like, you know, or an RV or, like, I don't yeah. know. No, I don't know. I don't know what but. you would do. But, like, but it's just, the thing that astonishes me is that on a moral compass, like, I can't do things like that because it's just, like, okay, when you, we have, God gives us all the skills that we need to survive and thrive and get to our next place even though we find times where we're struggling in life and it feels like the world's against you like i can't even tell you the roller coaster ride we've been on in the last three months but at the same time like i keep reminding myself we are get we have all the skills and gifts to get ahead and we have to just harness those gifts put them into focus and Move forward. Move forward. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know. And it is disconcerting to be in a grocery store line where you have 
literally gone through the grocery store and been like, okay, that's too expensive. I, I'm going to buy hamburger meat instead of a steak because of da 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 da. And then somebody pulls out a, you know, a card for their, what, what do they call the, the food cards? Food stamps? Yeah. It's yeah. basically, but it's a card now. It looks like a credit card. Oh, is it a card? But yeah. But, you know, ideally they're pulling out food stamps to pay for a T-bone steak and, yeah, you know, things that you put back because it's just not in your budget. Well, and I, and I remember us being to the point where there was a time where we weren't making a lot. Mm-hmm. And we were on that, like, oh, we have to choose between this and this. And, and you get what you need to. You get what's smart to feed the whole family on a very small, small budget. Right. And because you don't qualify for additional assistance because you had made too much the previous year. And then all of a sudden it's like, hey, but now there's well, not a job. Or if that cutoff is like, you know... 25,000 a year and you make home oh, 25, eight or yes. 25, nine. Exactly. You know, it's like, right. It's, yeah. I was going to say it's, it's uh, the whole system is, you know, we'll just say the whole system is broken. It needs to be completely infiltrated. It needs to be completely reassessed. Right. I've always wanted to be like, my whole thing is for those that are homeless, not by choice, but of, for whatever other reasons, I've always wanted to put like little mini backpacks together and in the mini backpacks, they'll have like your protein bars, clean protein bars, of course, but like they would, (laughs) they would have their protein bars where they would have toothbrush with toothpaste and they'd have like, you know, all these deodorant essentials for like self care, like a nail clipper, you know, all these different things to help you stay like you know, freshed and ready and like get you somewhere with like, you know, little tiny food snacks in there, but at the same time, just a little quick kit so that you can just, you know, so I would like have a, I would love to just have that. So I have like five or 10 of them in the back of my seat. And then it's like, Oh, when somebody's like panhandling, it's like, here's a little backpack. <laughs> like, and then like, and then that way it's like, kind of like, Hey, hygiene. Because the last thing that somebody's thinking about doing is going and getting a toothbrush or toothpaste. Yeah, you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Like my eyes have been open the last few years to be like, wow, you really think that that's? <laughs> I, yeah, I, there are things where it's like I, I have compassion for people that you know ended up in situations to where you know their home was taken, taken out from right. underneath them or or whatever it is that they you know are trying to keep kids in their car and you know live that way I, I I really have compassion I think that's very sad but you know for people that they they choose and they're not it's like they're not making effort to because they don't want to engage in society at all I'm kind of like you know what I, I don't know well you know, my tooth, question toothpaste, is toothpaste and a toothbrush they probably just throw it away anyway Right. Probably would. But like my whole thing is like, you know, I think of it more of sending a message to them that I'm not going to judge you based off of your circumstances or your looks in hoping that they would feel the compassion and feel the courtesy and feel the kindness Mm -hmm. and then maybe get them moving on that happier, positive vibration. Right. Rather than being isolate, self-isolating, because self-isolating can be very lonely, it can be very depressing, it can be very 
more negative nilly type of things. And then, yeah. you, cut, you know, when you cut off society, there's like this negative blockade that you're creating because you're putting up this wall and be like, no, sim, no different than, you know, kids going through a rough patch in their teenage years where you put on more of a rugged appearance to ward off people because yeah. you really were fearful of rejection because yeah. you didn't feel accepted or allowed to exist as you were like, cause people didn't welcome you, which then created the feeling of like, that's a shitty feeling. Like, yeah. and no one likes being rejected. No one likes feeling like they aren't allowed to just exist and be who they are. Okay. And even worse is that you, then you have kids that learn that, Hey, you know what? Maybe I'm not as awesome. And then they start thinking that way about themselves, which is terrible. But what it creates is it creates like, I don't want to feel that way again. So I'm just going to put up this rougher exterior because there's at least a group of people that's dressed like this and then we can all be cool together. So then I fit somewhere, but no one really feels like they belong in teenage years anyway. So like they're still trying to figure themselves out and finding themselves, which then, you know, that still creates the same wall and it creates the delay of being able to really tap in and figure out what's going on and do the healing that needs to be done for the individual of, hey, why why am I dressing like this? Why am I acting like this? Why am I doing these actions? Because, oh, well, the original is that I was afraid and I didn't want to be rejected. And so I created a way so that people would reject me immediately so that I don't have to worry about it. And I can just say people suck. Yeah. Which... I understand the frustration, but like the genuine heart decency of most humans is actually very like good and compassionate. It's just, we've got our traumas and we've got our experiences that have created some of these behavioral patterns that get us off course. And then it's hard. It's really hard to process through those things and really try to get back to just being in our essence of who we are. Yeah. I mean, I constantly watch people all the time apologize left and right. And then I just respond like, you don't have to apologize for your existence. You're fine. <laughs> yeah. And then they, and they kind of look at me and they're like, what, what? what did she just say? And then I, sometimes I have to repeat it. Other times they look and they're like, I really like the way you said that. Yeah. Thank you. And I was just like, yeah, we're good. It's fine. Like, oops, you bumped into me because you didn't see me. It wasn't intentional. Yeah. Like... Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? If anything, it's like, hey, I bumped into you for a reason. What's up? How are you? Yeah. What's your name? (laughs) That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Which, coincidentally, so funny story I have to tell you. And I have to, like, I'm pausing a little bit in telling you because I'm trying to figure out the best way to explain the situation. So my husband and I went away for just like like a pre-birthday trip. My birthday is next week. To an undisclosed Yours location. Yours is... <laughs> to an undisclosed location. <laughs> yeah. In the casino. But like... <laughs> like <laughs> so, in a casino. There's multiples in, casino, yes. in Oklahoma. There's oh, wait. Undisclosed wait. location. So, yeah. like, like... There's two that way and there's one that way at least. I think, there's, I think there's like three more that's like yeah. developing. Yeah. But whatever. Anyway, <laughs> we're not big casino people because we're not big gambler type of people. But we did go on a cruise like years ago on like a, a reward that he got through work. You know, a way of the company, corporate America saying, 
hey, you want a cruise, but we're going to still have business meetings on that cruise. Like, and everybody you see is from work, but yeah. you get one person to bring with you. Yeah. And it's fun. And so, you know. And the food is free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The whole thing was free. Right. And you're trapped. You yeah. have to work. You <laughs> have to see the people you want to work with on vacation. So, but we made the best of it because we always do. And then, like, we actually, that, we went into, like, the casino area. And it was kind of fun because we didn't really do a lot. They have, like, a, a sissy introductory level on the, like, on the ship. Mm-hmm. So it was like, so it wasn't as intimidating as like a regular casino. Yeah. And like, so then, and then it was like, you know, like, Hey, they could teach you while you were learning. So then we got to like, kind of do that a little bit. And then I've always wanted, I love roulette tables, like always love them. And so it's like spinny, spinny with a little ball that bounces around. I know. <laughs> and then it's like red or black, red or black. Woo-hoo. Like, you know, I just like, I just really like, I love roulette tables and especially cause instinctively like I've, I've always wanted to learn how to do crafts because it just always looked super cool, but it's way intimidating. But like, but I always rolled, like I love to play Yahtzee with my kids cause I always end up getting exactly what I need. Right. I just need to be told what to roll. Like, tell me what I'm supposed to roll. Okay. Bye. Like, and just do it. So we ended up going to, like, we ended up playing, I did learn to play craps, and I got, a, I got a really long, I swear I was rolling dice for, like, 10 minutes or something. I think I did good, but, like, it's lost money, it's fine, but, like, I had a set allowance that I was going to do, not an uncontrolled, like, I had brought it from a cash stash, which is kind of like my house, I don't care money, and, um, like, and so, yeah, so we, so I got to do craps or whatever. And then we went over to the roulette and I was like, well, okay, we're done with that one. Cause I'm not going to lose any more at craps and let's go to like the roulette table. So we went to the roulette table and it like, it was overcrowded at first, but then I kind of was like peeking into other people's higher selves. I'm like, can you go and can you get some space and can you please kind of leave some room for me? And then, oh, look, I got a little wiggle room so that I could jump in and join the crew. Right. So all's fine and dandy and like, you know, I'm socializing with the two people to my right. And then there's a guy that looks like Chandler from friends on my left, um, <laughs> who just like is kind of mopey faced and like sweet guy. Like he, he was there, wasn't there with his wife. He was just kind of, all these men were just rendezvousing without their wives. Rudy and I are not understanding how this happens. Like, but well, apparently had to stay home with the kids. Apparently. I guess so. But I would be like so mad if my husband was like, I'm going to the casino. I'd be like, where the fuck are you going? Like, <laughs> like, what are you talking about? So we're sitting there and we're at the roulette table. Like we're at the roulette table and we're playing. Well, I'm shorter than fuck. Like I'm so such a midget. It's like ridiculous that I can't, I can't reach. Like I'm only one inch away from actually being in the short department and like <laughs> qualifying for handicap slots and stuff. So I'm sitting here and I'm like, okay, you know, like you have to kind of throw a chip and then friendly people will jump in and reach for you or whatever. Well, that's great. And then there was a couple of people where they like had, you know, they were on the side of the table so they could really reach and hit some of the others, but they were also taller. And I'm like here in the middle and I'm starting to reach and place and do as I'm socializing. And then the lady next to me is deciding, you know what, I'm going to head out, you know, you know, 34 will hit next or whatever. It didn't hit the entire time after she left. I kept putting honorary peace, like on a corner for her, just being like, Oh, sweet friend. You were nice. Like maybe we'll get lucky. No, no, no no 34. So then like, just not her day to get a 34. So I said, so I sat there and I'm like reaching or whatever. And then I'm, 
talking to my husband on the side, which then coincidentally we meet a man that has that's married to a woman that is in Little Elm, and she has a whole like chakra, like tarot card, like all the readings, all the holistic stuff, and he himself is a Reiki, Reiki master. And we're sitting there, we're talking, and we're just like, da, 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 whatever. And then he's like, oh, well, my, my wife's joy, like miracles of joy. And so, and then next thing you know, you Rudy tells you, and you're like, I know them. Like, and it was just really just fun that we just like, that universe just brought us there, obviously at the table to lose money and make friends. But like, <laughs> but the best part is like, we're all sitting there and we're chit chatting. So Rudy's by my side. And then like, I'm chatting with Larry and then I'm standing there. And then the next thing I realize I'm in someone's armpit. <laughs> yeah. Because the kid that jumps in, one, the number one thing that I am realizing is I kept looking at Rudy the whole trip and it's like, why are these children all over the casino? They're just running everywhere. And he goes, honey, they're, they're like, 22. They're, they're 21, they're 22 years old. They can be here. And I'm like, but they're children. <laughs> why are all these children here? And they just like running around all crazy. And I was like, I wasn't running around a casino at 21. Like, but they, whatever, good for them that they have the confidence to do that. So like this one kid merges into the game and he's like going and he gets his chips or whatever. And he goes to reach and I look over, I literally am in his armpit <laughs> because the kid is freaking a tree giant. Yeah. And I'm sitting there <laughs> like, holy crap. And then his buddy says something behind him. And so I look and turn, I'm like, fuck me, he's even bigger. <laughs> and then like, the next thing you know, this dad and this this really drunk Texan and his father come up and they're just throwing out, they're trying to throw chips down and they're yelling and they're, you know, they're drunk as skunks. And like, he said, you know, at least he, he was still polite. Then the dad's like, yeah, yeah, like or whatever. And he's like doing weird things and you're sitting there and you're like, okay, every number he said bet against the other ones, you could, like that kind of thing. But like, but those two come in and they're freaking tree giants too. Like they're tree monkeys also. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, what the fuck's going on? Like, how did we just get into the tree village? And like, and then Rudy's sitting there. He's like, I don't know. And then like, you know, the kids weren't really friendly, but then like the dad, whatever. And then I said something like, how the frick tall are you guys like here? And they, they literally could just reach across the table from like, it yeah. didn't matter if they were at the end, they could just reach in this. And, and I'm sitting there like, the fuck's happening and I was like what did they put in your water like what what's going on and then and then Rudy's like well maybe we're part of the midget convention like I was just like he's like we might be the small people's town and I was like I think we we are definitely the small definitely the small people yeah because it's like when I go out with the two of you and and another friend of yours it's like for me to be the tall person at five four (laughs) it's hilarious it makes you I feel know, good. I, you know, I'm so used to feeling small that it, it's it's really disconcerting to feel like the big person in the room. Well, you know, it's, it's when they're not children, right? <laughs> well, but I I just sitting here think, sitting there looking, and Rudy's sitting there. He's like, "Honey, I don't think it helps that you keep calling these guys children." Like, and I was just like, "But look at them! Like, they're children." I said, "I said, honey, my point is, I should be the one going up to the table, being like." You children, get out of the way. The old lady's coming through. Like, let, let me in. Let me in. Yeah. And another 
35 years. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, it was so, and it was hilarious because then, like, Chandler ran out of money, but then he was still talking and socializing with me, Larry, and Rudy. And then, like, and then I kept talking to him. And the next thing you know, you know, the the two older tall guys, the drunk, the drunk dad and the, well, drunk son, but like they, they go off or whatever. And like, this is after he's like, well, I had $500. I had two $500 in my pocket. And he's like, but I just lost that one. But I think I've got another one somewhere. And then he's like, yeah, here I got it. Like (laughs) things like throwing it down. And then, so, so then they leave. So I just assume they left. Next thing you know, they come back and Chandler's hanging out in their group. Now, completely not hanging out with them as a friend out of mere, like, pure entertainment purposes. <laughs> like, so he's sitting there with a happy face. He's chuckling. And I look at him and go, Chandler. I was like, what are you doing with those guys? And he goes, he goes, he's like, oh, I'm not with them. And I was just like, oh, are you just watching them for all entertainment purposes? And he's like, yeah. He's like, they just lost five grand at the table next door. And I think the other guy just lost another two or three grand just like within two seconds. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, good freaking God. And then and then I realized Chandler didn't realize why I kept calling him Chandler. And then yeah. I was like, hey, Chandler, you know why I call you Chandler, right? And he's like, no. And I was like, you look like the guy Chandler from Friends. He's like, oh, okay, I get that, that. Like, it's <laughs> Because you got to meet like a group of people, which you know Chandler immediately was saying, you know, of course ended up asking like what we did and where we're from and things of that nature. And then, um, it, like, coincidentally, he was talking about how him and his wife started keto. keto and I was like, okay, yeah. here's my business card. Yeah, and uh, call yet. me because uh, call me, we'll fix that. And uh, yeah, by the way, like. <laughs> Start listening to my podcast because, <laughs> like, I was like, I don't know what episode the keto one was on, but damn, did I say all the fucking things? <laughs> like, like, yeah. like, don't do it. Yeah, but it's crazy. I mean, honestly, what I the entire trip, like, I I, I played a hundred dollars, I lost a hundred dollars, and that was it. Like, and then we paid for food, and then the hotel was accommodated for along with another like buffet visit and things of that nature. So, like, it was a great trip. It was a good little getaway. Didn't really cost us much, like the perfect, perfect kind of getaway. Re- getaway, relax, and do the things. But when I, my favorite part is it's like it's not the casino, it's not the gambling, it's the people and energy watching that I love because it's like you're walking the whole scene. There's so many walks of life. There's so many characters. You got you got the people that are going through different emotional you know emotional times you got the people that are going through different phases of their life but like their energy is just so fun to observe because it's just it's like being in a museum <laughs> but like live people museum right well i i don't yeah i don't think of it like a museum but it's like a looking glass of life yes yeah. Yeah. Because I think museum and I think of old things, and they're not all old people. No, no, no. Contrary to popular belief. Well, I mean, casinos are not full of old people. They're full. We of did. We did everything. get the scooter crew. We yeah. got. We got blocked by the scooter crew, and yes. then Rudy was like, "Oh, the scooter crew is here." And yeah. I was like, "What are you talking?" Next thing you know, there's like 20 old people with scooters, yeah. like creating their whole like <laughs> force field, and not. Yeah, and none of them were together, but it was like, they, they're they like, oh, the scooter's going, we're going. Like, like, everybody. But, I mean, really, I mean, it is like the looking, like, it's a perfect example. The reason why I look at it as a museum is it has, I have the same vibration 
of interest and intrigue when I walk through a museum where I'm fascinated by what I'm seeing. And so that's why I feel like I'm in like a people museum, but the looking glass of all of life is, and the cool thing is, is that doing that at different stages in my life, especially with abilities and enhancements and upgrades and like just being able to be aware, that part is even more fun for me because there's more thrill to it. You know, like I could get more pickup, I could get more readings, I could get more things. Um, but I did, I did realize, I said to Rudy, I was like, you know, I finally looked to him and said, do people make up reasons to talk to me because they like my energy and my vibration? Because I feel like I finally started to feel that. And Rudy was like, yeah, that is definitely a thing. And then it occurred to me that my husband actually, although he likes taking me places because I'm happy and he's observing me, but he goes into security mode because people gravitate towards me. And so then he's staying on high alert to like blockade and keep me in a protective bubble. And plus I just say things and I'm just like, la, 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 la. And he's like, honey, you can't, you can't say that. I was like, sure I can. Like, yeah. <laughs> why, can't, why can't I say those things? They know I didn't mean it that way. It's fine. I was like, people like me. It's good. <laughs> and then he's just like, okay, can you just, just stay where I can see you, please? Like, <laughs> and he comes back and he's like, look, I have this video of my wife. Oh, wow. <laughs> that motherfucker put it on TikTok. He put it on TikTok. He like I literally called him. I had posted videos of him playing in the airport doing stupid shit. Yeah. And like, well, damn, like he sits there and the next thing you know, like I'm talking to him on the phone yesterday. He goes, Hey honey, your video got like nine hundred views. It was like of the puppy? Like, we got a new puppy and I was like, that got 900 views? He's like, no, no, the one I posted. I'm like, what did you post? <laughs> and he didn't just post one. He posted two different versions of it and then put something weird. And so then I just put in the, like, I can't believe you posted this <laughs> with a face, like, smirking and a laugh. And then the next, I'm like, I still don't understand why this is posted. Like, I'm like, I'm like, I can't, like never mind. And just ridiculous and we sat next to this one lady that like at the pool and he just kept taking videos and pictures of my butt because he's a boy and like of course why would he not and so he's like sending me these things and he's and he's and he's just like he's taking pictures and he's like yeah she just kept making faces like why would why would you keep taking pictures like because i can't and it's mine and mm, okay like yeah like i like it (laughs) like whatever and i'm just like Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? It's not. They get older, but they don't really grow up. No. (laughs) But I am trying to teach him about camera angles because he seems to take like pictures where he's like, he's enjoying the moment. He's loving it. He'll take like 30 pictures in this one moment. He'll get two or three amazing pictures, right? Like where like Leo look great or I'll look great or whatever. But then he posts all of them. And it's like, why don't you just post the three amazing pictures and not the 30? Yeah. And I think he's going for the whole experience. Yeah. But then it's like, start with the pretty ones and yeah. then go to the bad <laughs> ones at the end because the people are going to see the pretty ones first. And instead, you put all of them in a clutter. So then all the bad ones, and then I'm making faces. Yeah. And then, like, and then he's like, yeah. And then, of course, now he's realizing he's taking pictures, making faces of me, making fun of me that make faces. And yeah, so. 
<laughs> it's all, it's all good and fun, but I have to, I have informed him that a lot of the 50 like 45 50 plus wives in this area have well trained their husbands to take pictures from a proper angle. Yeah. And like so all the husbands will raise instead of taking a picture at eye level, they will raise it to forehead if not above head level and then that will and then that will be their picture. And so then when they do that, they like they don't, you know, they don't have the turkey neck or they like, you know, their face is a little more uplifting looking. And so I graciously explained that to my uncle is not up their nose. (laughs) Correct. Right. Well, and so my, so of course, then if you could see nose holes, it's at the wrong angle. Right. Well, next thing you know, he's taking pictures, but instead of taking them from like forehead level, he's sticking his whole freaking arm in the air, taking them from up above. And I'm like, Oh, that's not. Yeah. So I need them to get together with the other husbands so we can start getting better camera angles. Especially, he's going to start post keep posting that shit on places. <laughs> Good grief! But all, but all, so sweet and endearing of my husband. That's so proud of his life and his wife and all of those things that like he feels compelled to do that and flaunt or whatever because it makes him feel good. Whatever. Yeah. Stroke your ego. That that's fine. Yeah, and two, he's just so enthused and in love with you. It's cute. Yeah. I, I mean, it's very sweet. Yeah. And, we, and we've been together for 19 years. And it, like, and actually, if anything, we get closer yeah. than every year. So That's I'm awesome. like, you know what? I'm not going to complain. And I'm just going to laugh when my husband's being a moron. And it's fine. Because <laughs> he's a cute moron. He's a cute moron. You're funny. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You have to go get a cow. I do. I have to go get a half a cow. A half a cow. But at least it's being half prepared for you, not you doing the preparing. Yeah, no, I don't do. I just pick up the. I do. I don't do frozen cow. steak. I don't do cow. <laughs> I pick up frozen steak. <laughs> Yum. I know. Mm. Yum. No. 